Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I am joined by comedian Pratik Srivastava. What is up, wrestling fans? Uh, make some noise if you still love wrestling and aren't burned out, because it's been it's been a long, long, long weekend. It's been a it's been a gauntlet match of wrestling, you guys. I hope <laughs> I hope everybody got their fill. I hope everybody had a safe uh, and happy WrestleMania weekend. Whether you're watching WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, GCW, Impact, whatever, New Japan doesn't matter what promotion it is we all love wrestling we all love people throwing themselves hurting themselves lots of injuries uh but they do it for our entertainment and doesn't matter what mergers are happening what business deals are happening uh we love professional wrestling and so i hope everybody had a good weekend i hope everybody is still uh uh enjoying the goings and comings within the squared circle Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, I guess the first thing that I want to talk about was uh, you went to WrestleMania. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. WrestleMania went to you. How was, yes. the, how was the weekend? So, yeah. So basically, post-pandemic, I think I talked about this with you, Sam, like on one of the other hypothetical podcasts. But basically, post-pandemic, I was like, man, there's something to watching wrestling live. And I, I really never really experienced it live. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go to to some of the big four live. So last year we did we did Royal Rumble. Well, a friend of mine, Chris, who actually he just left uh, L.A., he went last year to all four uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Now last year I missed Survivor Series. I wasn't able to make it, but uh, I did do the big three last year. Did do WrestleMania in Dallas this year. The gimmick was we're going to do the big four pay per views. And if we could work in a comedy show in every city. So, so far, we've been able to do that. Royal Rumble went to San Antonio, did a comedy show in San Antonio. WrestleMania in L.A., uh, you know, I didn't have to really travel. But, you know, we were able to work out a comedy show uh, uh, with me and Chris at the Comedy in English, uh, which uh, you'll be doing the virtual version. Uh, get those plugs out of the way. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's. This year is different. This year is exciting. Um, happy to indulge in the weekend. It started with uh, we did. We went to an indie wrestling promotion called World Pro World Wrestling. Uh, a comedian Rivers Langley is the commentator, so we went to that on Thursday, and that was like a good like appetizer because it's like they they're 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 celebrating the camp of wrestling. They're so like they literally had a guy dressed in a Sasquatch costume fighting a block of cheese it was it was wild they uh they had like a chupacabra they had they had they had the four they had the fromage horsemen the cheese horsemen so there was literally ricotta flair uh, <laughs> tully, tully bland cheddar uh havarti anderson uh wow like it was it was wild um, wow yeah, very, very fun promotion and good to see people from all walks of life uh, at the at the promotion. You know what I mean? So that was like our appetizer. So that was Thursday night. So we didn't even we haven't even done we haven't even done that was Thursday night. We haven't even done Hall of Fame or two nights of WrestleMania. So that was that was just getting us started. And it was it was a wild time. Uh, I got to show my friends a little bit of L.A. Uh, and then we popped over to the comedy store and we watched a little bit of Dolph Ziggler's uh, Hunkamania show uh, that he does at the comedy store. He, 
him and Ryan Nemeth, his brother, who's on AEW. The Hollywood hunk, by the way. Hollywood hunkamania, yeah. So yeah, they did Hollywood they hunk. did one of those uh, at the comedy store when AEW came to town to the forum. But I guess this was the big mania one. And man, like the stars were in the house. I, I had to like keep going down to the main room and then sneaking up to the <laughs> to the belly room to watch the show. But like literally <laughs> you had you had Sean Spears there, Orange Cassidy there. Like Orange Cassidy did a run in like on one of Dolph's jokes. Like they had comedians and then wrestlers would run in on the jokes too. So it was it was pure chaos. Uh the big surprise, uh, everybody, is Miro. Miro is alive and well. He, oh, Miro is still alive? I thought he was I literally thought he was out of the country. <laughs> no, he's he's around, baby. He he came out during one of Dolph's jokes. Dolph started cutting a promo on AEW, so Miro comes out. And I gotta say, I was telling you this in the group chat, but man, the the the, the stand up uh, crowd audience that was also it was a good mix of stand up fans, a good mix of wrestling fans, they went off they they literally they did like a Def Jam like stand up in their seats laughing on this like for for Miro. Everybody was really excited to see Miro. Everybody was really excited to see Kayla Braxton told a couple jokes. Oh, that's uh, cool. I love Kayla. Uh, apparently, I didn't know this, uh, but Kayla and Dolph were were uh, together at one point. They alluded to that. I mean, Dolph was with pretty much every woman that's stepped through WWE at some point or another. Oh yeah, he's 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 in his own gauntlet match. Yeah, <laughs> this is why he doesn't uh, let his contract expire because all the women he he wouldn't have access to anymore. <laughs> he's here to show the world, and still your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Sean Spears was there. Man, he is he is. I didn't realize how like sick he is. Sean Spears is a tall. You know, TV TV doesn't do some of these guys justice. You know what I mean? Oh, Sean Spears is tall. He looks little on TV. That's what I'm saying. He was he was a tall, buff dude. I was literally like, I, I love what you do on AEW. Like I was I was a little bit, I was a little starstruck uh, by Sean Spears. I was, a little, but I'll tell you what I was really starstruck by was Bully Ray. He shows up late, and he's bumping into waitresses, and they're getting pissed off. He's like, what? Like he's full on in Bully Ray. And he's, <laughs> He's like, what? And I'm like, this is the comedy club. He's, he's working the gimmick even at the club. But I was like, dude, this is a thick, thick man. I, I literally, I was just like, oh, I just, you were, you, you put, you put people through tables when I was in third grade. Like, oh, like I wanted to say something, but I, I couldn't say anything. I was too afraid. Yeah, because um, then you would have went through a table. Yeah, I didn't want to go through. I didn't want to go through the, through the. You know how the comedy store has a Spanish announce table. I don't want to be going through that. I didn't even know they did. I didn't even know they did. <laughs> Uh, I did get a picture with Orrin Cassidy. I did get a picture with Caleb Braxton. Uh, I got, I'd gotten pictures with Ryan and Dolph last time, um, so I didn't bother them too. I did say to Dolph, like, hey, man, good luck at the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. He was like, thanks, man. He did. He appreciated, he appreciated me recognizing. I'm like, dude, he is part of WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania SmackDown. You know? That's <laughs> terrible, man. That's terrible. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, I don't want to jump ahead to the – but I will say this is probably – the longest they did, they almost went like 15 minutes uh, for the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Well, let me ask you a question. Do I, I know Bobby Lashley wins. Do I care to go back and watch it? See, I'm curious how it, I actually want to go back and watch it myself, uh, by the way, because I'm curious how it plays. You know, when you go to watch these events, you're not hearing the announcers, you're not hearing the story of the match as much. You're just right. watching what's in the ring. Yeah. So I actually do want to go back and watch it uh, for my own sake. But uh, yeah, they were building up. Bobby Lashley, but also like in the arena, LA Knight was getting huge chance. They were like, Come on, LA, come on, LA. Like, I really can't stand that guy, but people like him. 
be boring to him. Braun, I don't know why Braun was in the Battle Moral because he already had a match on Mania. He already had, was in the other match of the night. They had a SmackDown had like a fatal four way of the WrestleMania four way teams, but it was just a singles. So I'm surprised Braun uh, was in the Battle Royal. He already had enough yeah, to me do. Too. They should. I still want them to have that Battle Royal on the pre show. Yeah, it, it needs to belong on Mania card. Um, uh, Bronson Reed had a good showing, aka Jonah. I like the- I, I, I was funny. I was like, it's Jonah. And everybody's like, it's Bronson. Like, I forgot his, I forgot his WWE. Name. Like, it's Jonah. <laughs> but he had a good showing. The crowd was more into LA Knight and Lashley, obviously. Um, it's funny. Uh, Ali. Because, like you hear the name Jonah and you think of like, like somebody who you can beat up and take their lunch money, you know, <laughs> I think of Jonah. Not him. Not him. My buddy Chris, he didn't know much about Jonah, but he looked Samoan. So he's like, "Oh, is this one of the Anawaii brothers?" I'm like, "It could be. It could be." Dude, he's. It's funny because he does look Samoan, but he's Australian. Maybe, uh, maybe he has like deeper roots, like out of uh, the Pacific uh, Island or something. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's uh, a Pacific Islander, uh, or maybe like you know how Australians they have like the Maori or something like the natives. Maybe he's indigenous or something. Yeah. He's got those tattoos that look like tribal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't look like a typical Australian, you know. No. He's got no. pretty fair skinned and light hair. <laughs> I think. I could be I could just be stereotyping. I don't know. Uh yeah, the 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 the, the views expressed on Gimmick Street Wrestling do not ex- do not represent all the <laughs> all the hosts. I'm gonna, get, but, I'm gonna uh, get Australian people going, How dare you say I'm light skinned? <laughs> I'm just happy to hear we have Australian listeners. Let's be honest. Hell yeah. I mean, we, we, we'll see. We'll find out. That's what I'll do. I'll just like insult every group of people and see who complains and be like, yeah, they listen. That's what you got to do. Sorry. I'm also, uh, I am also pooping at the moment for all our listeners as well. But there you as go. As long as your camera remains off and we don't hear any plopping sounds, I think we're good. That's, that's why. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm for, for our listeners at home, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of insight. I'm already pooping. And, I'm, and then I went and to SmackDown and, uh, and then they have the best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to SmackDown or did you go to, did you go to WWF jacked in 1998? Where, what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, when I poop, I sound like I'm coming to Pensacola, Florida on <laughs> on Friday the tenth, and I'll see you there, tugboat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's cool. basically I'm muting. For those that are wondering what the hell's going on, I'm muting every time I flush or plop. <laughs> well, there you wasn't go. That a, wasn't that a jobber bag in the day, plopper? Uh, T L Hopper with an H. Ah, and the T L yeah. stood for toilet lid. There we go. Yeah, which is ironic because he was a really good. I I, I don't I can't say good. He was a really known wrestler on the indie scene named the Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony. And, that just sounds like every open micer I've ever heard of. <laughs> T.L. Hopper in WWE. T.L. Hopper. Wow. Hell yeah, T.L. Hopper, baby. There's a there's a for for our wrestling fans. There's a uh, there's a uh, there's this Facebook group. Uh, WWF old school, and then they have Jobber of the Week, and so they'll post pictures of a brand new, uh, of a, like not a brand new, but just like some Jobber. Yeah, me. like that spotlight that for that week. Yeah, so it'll be like you know, TLI. I think I think the goon was on there a little Blake bit. Sharp. Blake Sharp, uh, Mark Jindrak. That was another one. Mark Jindrak, I guess. 
You think so? Was he? I mean, I he didn't, in I, WWE, he didn't really do anything. I wouldn't call him a jobber, though. I would just call him a guy that never got over. Yeah, that, that's. I feel like right. a jobber is designated to be a, a jobber, but I, I feel like Mark Jindrak is a guy that they legitimately tried to get over. Yeah, I would hope so. I think he, he was. Definitely... Uh, he was supposed to be in the the first run of Evolution, uh, but then at the last minute they replaced him with Batista. I did hear that story. That's actually, yep, I remember that. Yeah, yeah he's, even, he's even in the Titantron video, I think, at some points. Yeah, there's like a vignette of him or something, right? Yeah, something. I don't know. There's something with him. Oh really, you know. And they're like, wait a minute, you're just regular Hold stuff. On. We need really, yeah. Um, yeah, he's no, he's no Sa Rios. I'll say he's no Leviathan. I'll tell you that Leviathan. <laughs> he's, no, he's no Deacon Batista. Yeah, Leviathan. You know that with, that's uh, Reverend Devon. Oh yeah, that's that's how that's that was literally just a vessel for Batista to come up, right? Yeah, it was. He was he was his deacon, Deacon Batista. He was his uh, heater, right? Well, even like yeah. Ziggler, I for, people forget Ziggler did not debut with Spirit Squad. Ziggler no. debuted. He was the caddy for Kerwin White, he aka was. Chavo Guerrero's. Yeah, he was Chavo's caddy at one point when Chavo went white, which is such a bizarre storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's crazy because. He like disowned the Guerrero name, and he was doing this storyline like if it's all white, it's all right, like stuff like that. <laughs> and, and like Eddie died, Eddie died mid storyline, and so he just had to drop it. Oh, really? That I didn't know that Guerrero died during that character. I'm pretty sure. That, I'm pretty sure that happened. I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that Eddie Guerrero died during Kerwin White. So Kerwin White also died <laughs> the day Eddie Guerrero died. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> He took him to heaven because I do. If I remember correctly, like the whole story of Eddie dying and like travel was there because it was like a raw super show. And then he wrestled. They asked him, like, do you want to wrestle on the night of like a tribute show? And I guess he did wrestle JBL that night. So I'm wondering, maybe he just went back to travel that night. Sorry if that I'm moving a table. Uh, um, I'm multitasking. Right now. No, I'm, uh, I'm going no? outside. I like to sit by the pool and record our episodes. So, there you know, you go. That's a good place to sit. Go. but I did poop uh, nicely for our listeners. I did poop nicely, washed my hands in case everybody's wondering for the uh, uh, gimmick street wrestling co-host Pratik Sarasa washes his hands after poop. Hell yeah. I would imagine he would do so. Hey, uh, Vince McMahon uh, himself and Pat Patterson, all those guys, they, they used to sit by the pool and book the show. So I've heard that. Yeah. That was Jim yeah. Cornette's. Story. And then like famously, like Vince would like, or Pat would throw people in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Just to get, just to pop Vince. Oh yeah, it's all for Vince. Um, oh yeah, or, still is, or with this we'll new. We'll get into that a little later if we have time on it. Or 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 as or as he's known now with his mustache, Vincente <laughs> McMeals. Uh, how was Hall of Fame? You know, I'm not really big into these Hall of Fames. They're kind of boring, you know. Uh, however, I did watch the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame this year. That looked like a good card too. Is that available on Fight? Can people still watch that? Yeah, it is. It's available on Fight. Yep, it's a GCW show technically. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good for. Um... Yeah, cheerleader yeah, yeah. Melissa. That, that was a good card. Like, like modest uh, from like beyond modest. the mat. Yeah. Oh, London. Yeah, what a good class. Excalibur, Chris, Chris Daniels. Uh, Excalibur's uh... Excalibur's speech was incredible, by the way. Okay, great. Who who was the headline? Uh, Daniels. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, I uh, so so the so the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, listen, it was a shorter. They've definitely in the last two years shortened up the classes. Um, 
Yeah. This year was interesting because you had two people who weren't there. Uh, you had two. Oh yeah, you had two post what, harmonious. Is that what the word is? Po- post uh, po- posthumous. Uh, Posthum- post posthumous. Uh, yeah, uh, Tim Andy, Kaufman, and Andy who, Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, which that was a big one. I actually ended up getting the Hall of Fame Andy Kaufman. Sure, I mean just as a comedian, you know, like I got to pay respect to Andy Kaufman, but also, you know, you people forget, and I really encourage people go back and watch the WWE Treasure Show with Jerry Lawler and watch the Tales of the Territory. Memphis part two episode with Andy Kaufman and Lawler. Like you realize that wrestling was really just territories until WrestleMania, but the Kaufman saga and the Kaufman program and the Kaufman Lawler feud preceded WrestleMania. So if you think about it, what is WrestleMania celebrities and wrestling and spectacle coming together. So it was kind of like WrestleMania pre WrestleMania. So I think it's really important to the, if you want to talk about the lexicon and the history of wrestling, Kaufman and Lawler are up there, and I think Kaufman was a big. So they they highlighted that. They highlighted Kaufman's fandom for wrestling, his appreciation for wrestling. Um, yeah, I think TMZ helicopters are coming by because they they heard about my pooping. So you got you got some helicopters in the background. Stop annoying me. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of that's going on right now. You know, again, we're talking about the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. So helicopters are going to bother me while I talk about it. <laughs> Hence yeah. all the chopper. Right, WWE helicopter going, what's he saying? W- yeah, what's he, what's he talking about? Um, so unfortunately, obviously, as we know, Jerry Lawler had some health issues going on. He was not able to be there in person. He did tape an intro uh, for that. And then he handed it off to the mouth of the South, a.k.a. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart comes out to do the induction. So that was a very nice pop. A lot of people hadn't seen him live and didn't really know he was going to be there. Yeah, so, I haven't seen Jimmy Hart in a long time. And like, it relates because um, I believe Jimmy Hart managed Kaufman during his sort of heel run. He needed yeah. a heel manager. Um, At the very least, Jimmy Hart was involved in Memphis during Andy Kaufman's run. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's a good good connection there. Um, So you had Jimmy Hart there, then Kaufman's family comes out, um, and it got a good feel-good moment. You know, the crowd was really respectful of that. Uh, Stacy Keebler, Stacy Keebler actually, excuse me, kicked off the show. Uh, uh, Tori Wilson and Mick Foley came out to induct. Mick got obviously a huge pop, as you know. Um, big pop from Mick Foley. He had to at one point quiet the crowd. He's like, We're not here for me, but thank you. We're here for Stacy Keebler. Um, you know, she got a good reaction from the crowd. Again, LA, Hollywood, you need it. It, it kind of fits that mold. You, and they're always going to put a diva in, and, and uh, it made sense for her. I mean, yes, are there other divas I'd like to see? And sure, but. You know, there's still plenty of years to get everybody in. I feel like with the divas, everybody that you want to get in will get in. Yeah, know? yeah, they don't have enough women to go around. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, uh, after Kaufman came, uh, Great Muda, Great Muda speech. Uh, Ric Flair gave quite the introduction for Great Muda. At one point, he goes. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Ric Flair goes. So I got a call from Kevin Dunn, and I go, "Uh oh, Kevin, what did I do wrong this time?" And he goes, "No, no, no, it's good news. It's good news." We want you to- <laughs> Nate always get in trouble. Oh yeah, and there's there's apparently a rumor that he um that they did not like some of his speech because he he literally alluded to uh Sting. He literally says, "I thought Sting would be the one to induct him," but they're like, "No, we want you." Be- and you know, it's that thing of you know, is AEW wrestlers allowed to appear on WWE TV? I mean, we had Billy Gunn appear for his Hall of Fame induction, but at that time, AEW wasn't on the air. You know, now it literally is a TV thing. So yeah, and now it's different. And it's a little bit of, of heat between the two companies. It's a lot different than it was a couple years ago. It's really unfortunate because, to me, 
an, an induction that was well-deserving and should have been in this class, would have fit not only the main event storyline of this WrestleMania, fit the Hollywood theme, is Goldust. You know, Dustin's coming down, winding down in his career. We're probably not going to see Goldust as Goldust wrestle anymore. Yeah. So to me, it's like this would have been a perfect opportunity to induct him. Cody's there. Literally yeah. fighting in the main event. Uh, so I'm really disappointed about that. I personally. agree but, with you. Especially yeah. because like when Goldust first came in, uh, his whole shtick was like Hollywood movie references. It would have been perfect. And it maybe there was perfect. discussions for it. You know, listen, I'm not in the boardroom. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. Uh, but you know, it would have been nice. It, yeah. it would have been, but I can but, see, you know, I can see how he's right now. He's untouchable. Yeah, you can't really touch him right now. Um, so yeah, so Great Mudo came out. He did the he did the mist uh, spitting. I have that video. If you follow me at Instagram at Prithee Comedy on Facebook at Prithee Comedy, I have the video of Great Mudo misting to the crowd. Uh, he kept his speech very short. You know, he was like, you know, uh, um. You know, I uh, I don't really speak English too well, but but thank you. Like, Ric Flair did a very good job. Ric Flair actually told a, a lot of good stories about Muda. It was actually, it made, like, if if you couldn't get Sting, Ric Flair was the next best option. Yeah, I agree. I like, and again, I'd never seen Rick live, so I got a nice little pop hearing the Nature Boys music, seeing him live. You know, it was a good, it was a good feel-good moment for Muda. The Muda shirt, which I also have, is great. It was, it, it was good. You have Oscar who does miss thing right now too, so it kind of fit. They actually really cool. What was really cool is they showed footage of Shinsuke fighting Muda at that Noah match. So I really encourage people. Oh, nice. So they showed that uh, for the live audience. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, and 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 there's a really nice picture online of Muda with Oscar, Io, and Nakamura uh, all oh, together. I saw that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Rep- I saw that. Repping repping Japan wrestling. It was it that's was a really awesome. good feel good moment for. And it really shows that WWE is a global company. So I thought it was a great opportunity for them to run. To me, that's a Paul Levesque call. That ain't a Vince McMahon call, for sure. I agree. Um, Vince McMahon probably doesn't know who Muda is. He's just like, uh, he's like, uh, is, that, uh, is, that, is that Sting Jr.? Is that Little Sting? <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't know. Um, and then so <laughs> the penultimate. Nakamura? Nakamura. Uh, did, didn't we, is he still in NXT? Uh, you know. <laughs> um he, he confuses Tajiri with Nakamura. He's oh, that. shit. Great Muda. Is that Tajiri? Yeah. <laughs> he, Great Vince Muda. Was he number one announcer on SmackDown? Number nope, one. That oh, that, that's Funaki. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, peep, peep, chop, chop, peepee. Uh, Jesus. Uh, dude, I just saw a clip today. Just to go off on a rear tangent. I saw a clip today when Sabu came over with the invasion angle. Vince goes up to him and goes, are, are we in Afghanistan? Are you the Taliban? I'm like, I didn't realize he was disrespecting Sabu like that. Like, what, on, what like, year is this? Oh, one. I don't know what it's oh, either two? 2001 or 2002. I'm like, dude, like Sabu, people know who the fuck Sabu is. You can't wow. be disrespecting Sabu like that and going, are you the Taliban? Well, it must have been after 2001 then if he's making Taliban. Right, right, right. right. Cause I was, when you first said it, the, the invasion, I was thinking like the 97 invasion where Sabu, cause they had, uh, the entrance had big RAW letters. And so right. he stepped off of one of the letters. Right, right. But that was a different situation. Yes. Uh, no, I heard a story about Sabu. I heard Sabu talking about that when he jumped off the letter. And actually, he fell. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he lost his footing and he fell. And he was lucky that he hit the guy. <laughs> that's his mark anyway. I mean, Sabu getting too injured, like that, there's a thousand stories like that. Yeah, absolutely. I heard he used to, I mean, it was on the Dark Side XPW episode. I heard that he would like, staple he didn't want to go to the er to get like 
you know, stitches or whatever. So he would just like staple together his wounds. And well, there's a them. famous uh, barbed wire match between Sabu and Terry Funk from ECW. Yeah. And Sabu got cut really bad in his bicep. And like it, blood was just squirting out. And so he got some athletic tape and he just taped it up and just finished the match. Jesus. But then like, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what do you do afterwards? Like, when are you driving back home with blood coming out? Like, what are you doing? Super glue, maybe they do that too. Super glue, yeah. Oh, like yeah, like and I mean, you know, we're, that we don't want to spoil WrestleMania for everybody, but yeah, like people were getting taped up and stitched literally mid matched even in Ray- Mania this year. You know, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that in a bit, but uh, yeah, so then, some of you got taken to the morgue, like Shane. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, poor Shane. We'll talk about that too. Uh, we'll, we'll we're getting ahead too. of ourselves. Um, what yeah, was uh, but, what was it like the atmosphere just getting into the uh, to the place for WrestleMania? So so we'll yeah let me put a button on everything with uh with SmackDown and Hall of Fame. So SmackDown oh, yeah, yeah. Hall of SmackDown Hall of Fame was at the Crypt, aka Crypto Arena, aka Staples Center. My first time going there, so that was kind of seminal for me to go there. It was really cool. Um, what really, what really, I really think Crypto Arena kind of reminds me of Allstate in that it's kind of designed very well for wrestling, and they've had a lot of cool events, you know, at that, at, at that arena. So to me, it was, it was really cool to be there. Uh, I will say what I, I want to put one quick button on the SmackDown episode that preceded hall of fame. I thought there was more wrestling on this SmackDown go home show versus last year's go home show. Last year's go home show felt like an afterthought in my personal opinion. They did the Andre the giant battle world in five minutes last in the last year. We missed it. It kicked it off. They had too many promos. Whereas this year you had three different matches. You had a, a 15 minute battle world, a good promo segment with Cody where Cody wrapped, uh, you know, it was, it was Cody different. wrapped. Cody wrapped a little bit of California love, uh, uh, which is interesting. I know he's probably going to get reamed for that on the internet wrestling boards, but no, too much has moment, happened since then. Everybody forgot about it. Yeah, everybody forgot about it because he lost. You know, <laughs> but yeah. too much yeah, has happened like, since then. Yeah, uh, it's just funny how in the arena. I think it was one of those things was he was playing to the arena. It worked really well in the arena. I will say. Um, oh, yeah, also, he came, he came out in a suit, and then that was the suit that he wore for the Hall of Fame. So he literally just came out, did the promise, and he's like. All right, I'm going to go sit down. So we really went from standing to going and like, so that what they do is they do the SmackDown episode and then they start changing the ring and all for the Hall of Fame. They take about 15 minutes. They tell people, hey, go down to the shop and we might be able to get you some things. Ugh. But no one really leaves. And I already bought some stuff in between one of the commercial breaks. So we just sat and watched the ring change. But yeah, Cody literally walked slowly from the ring and then they literally put the first seat uh, on the stage, basically, they put all the wrestlers on the stage. He goes and sits. He's like the first one to sit down. It felt like he was a seat filler, almost in a way. <laughs> he was just waiting for it. Uh, RVD came out for the hall of like he comes out to sit. They went wrestlers start coming out in the audience. People chant. Uh, RVD came out. He played to the crowd. Booker T got a really nice reaction. Uh, Kurt Angle got a really big pop. He was there for the for the uh, Ray Mysterio uh, induction. Edge got a good reaction. Dominic, uh, Rhea Ripley, everybody. Um, uh, yeah, Triple H comes out up front. Uh, Shawn Michaels comes out up front. Uh, you know, so it was a good, good, nice little uh, audience of wrestlers and boys. I'm sure like Roman and everybody's in the back watching. You know, they're they're just they, you know like the like the Undertaker. A lot of people just don't want to be there in person. They they want to be seen on camera. They want to support from the back. You know, so I thought it was a really good uh good ceremony, good SmackDown. Uh, the the last two inductees were Tim White. Tim White got a really good reaction from the crowd. Um, Tim White I forgot. Close. I forgot Tim White 
did that. He used to have those vignettes where he would like have a bar and like APA would get in fights at that bar. Yeah, about yeah. There's also vignettes. I think either before that or after that where he was trying to kill himself and he was failing every time. Yeah, it was really depressing vignettes. Yeah, it was kind of sad they did that with him, but um, no, he was just a big lifelong wrestling fan. Uh, the APA came out to induct him, so that got a really nice pop from the crowd. Uh, Bradshaw even said, like, and you'll see with uh, Tim's brother who looks just like him. Like, he kept alluding to Tim's brother looks exactly like him. So I'm like, oh, man, they should have done the double ref switch with Tim and his brother since they look alike. <laughs> or he just brought his brother out as Tim White. Tonight. Tim White. That could have been cool, okay. too. Yeah. Um, like, I know you guys really think nice. he's dead, but ladies and gentlemen, Tim White. Tim White is here. Swerve. <laughs> it's just his brother. <laughs> and he, like, gets lowered from the ceiling like Sting. Oh, God, that'll be hilarious. Like a heavenly angel. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. All the way uh, from heaven, yeah. you guys, is Tim White. <laughs> it's Tim White, everybody. <laughs> Down for the three count. Tim um, White out from the light. <laughs> they were selling Tim White shirts, too, which is cool. Like, good for, I don't know how many little kids want a Tim White shirt. They should have sold referee shirts of Tim White. They really should. They really should have had just like re- classic referee, you know, like the referee pattern. The kids and they just put like Tim White Hall of Fame on the back or something. Yeah. 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 They didn't do that though. They just had a picture of him like a screen print. <laughs> they should have had, that would have been cool actually. Referee shirts, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was um, for. He was a ref. He was a ref. You know, I still remember that famous, uh, the, at WrestleMania 2000, the hardcore like scramble where it was like 15 minutes and like the oh, yeah. title could change hands. And Tim White botched the ending, apparently. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Poor Tim White. <laughs> Good old Tim we White. love him, though. We love you, Tim White. Much respect to your family. Congrats on your Hall of Fame induction. Uh, and then to close out the Hall of Fame, 619 himself, Mr. Ray Mysterio. Uh, uh, and it's funny because, like, just around my section was a lot of, you know, la- la- Latino, Latinx population. So we, they, they were, everybody was really happy. Really good feel good moment. Uh, Conan, it's place, sorry, it's a good place to induct him because you know Southern California has a high Latino population. High Latino population. He's from Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a big match in Mania. It it they had Hall of Fame like masks, special masks that were made. They were selling. It cements his legacy. I didn't realize he's only forty five or forty six. He's really young still. Damn. You know. Yeah, um, he started at young. He started young as fuck. He started. That's what he talked about in his speech is how I used to wrestle when I was like 14 and they would have to lie to get me in. Uh, Conan gave a really good Conan told a really good story about Ray Mysterio, like just a good. He really like educated people. If you don't know how he started, you know how he started now. He told he really edu- I really encourage people go back on the network, go back on Peacock, go back and watch Conan's speech for Ray Mysterio. It's a really powerful speech. Yeah. Uh, Conan's Ray a really Mysterio- good storyteller. I love yeah. I love listening to Conan talk, drop knowledge, you know. I used to listen to his podcast, but I got really sick of it because they want you to, you know, get the Patreon, right? The paywall. So every yeah. segment is like two minutes. And they're like, <coughs> to hear the rest of this conversation, sign up for the Patreon. And I'm like, I do not want to listen to ADD podcasts anymore. Yeah, this that's too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it literally like jumps, jump, 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 jump. I'm like, oh fuck this. Yeah. That's no. We're good. But one thing uh-huh. that Conan says that I love, he goes, I'm not hating. I'm just stating. No, that's, and it's a good way to like kind of be like diplomatic with your, with your shoot interviews. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, good, good for, uh, good for Conan. Um, Ray came out, really good mask that he had for, uh, 
he had two he had a multiple masks that he wore all weekend. Um oh another thing that happened right before SmackDown ended was they cut to a Bass State segment with uh Legato de Fantasma. Oh yeah, they joined the Latino World Order. That was real that got a good good for WWE for doing that segment on SmackDown before well, the Hall. It'll probably be undone this week, but <laughs> No, I think it's great they did it then because it got a great and raised in like his Hall of Fame suit giving the LWO shirts. It it was it was whoa and then of course they had the LWO shirts for sale right after that too. So it was it was wild. Yeah. Hell I think yeah. that's a, I think it's a good throwback segment. It elevates Legato de Fantasma because they're kind of just there and they're not doing anything. This is a good segment for them. Yeah, they just um, turned babyface recently and just it gives turned them more baby of a spotlight because now they have Ray's back. They got Ray's back. It's cool. They're probably good. There's gonna be some sort of there's probably gonna be like a two on two or a three on two at uh uh what's it called? Oh they re-announced SmackDown. I think it's I think it's Dominic and 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 Damien against two guys from LWO. Probably, yeah. But then I think at the backlash it'll be like a four on four or something, maybe, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe Bad Bunny gets involved, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh but yeah, good SmackDown, good Hall of Fame. Congrats to Rey Mysterio. Yes, he's still wrestling, but if you couldn't get Batista, if you couldn't get anybody else, I think this was a good thing. And he deserves to be the headliner. Dude's done so much. The Eddie tributes are really good. There were a lot of mentions of Eddie. Uh, I wore my Guerrero shirt, actually, uh, to that Hall of Fame. Uh, really good venue. I, I loved all the video packages, by the way. The WWE, Kevin Dunn, Bucky Beaver Teeth, they do a good job <laughs> really putting together the video packages, Sam. So I'm really uh Yeah, really I don't know if, if it's Kevin Dunn specifically. But whoever does the veto packages, man, they are better than movie trailers. They're so good. Yeah, they really are. Hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for a while, uh, you know, until until Vincent Man left, you know, uh twenty twenty two, I was not really watching WWE. I was only watching the pay per views, sometimes if that. And the veto packages really catch you up. Oh, yeah, you don't need to. half of the promos and video packages, you yeah, you could literally be caught up in a story, you know, or an angle. Yeah, the hype video. <laughs> Great hype videos. Great hype videos. Um, so then we left uh, crypto that night. I just want to mention then my buddy Kevin Kellum. He writes for S- Sports Kita Wrestling. Maybe we'll have him on one day. He had left his bag because uh, he got from the airport. And he couldn't go to the hotel, so he was able to go to the Marriott for the wrestlers were staying and for like twenty bucks leave his bags there. So then as wrestlers are going back to the hotel for the night to party, because uh, basically they just rent out a big room, we got to see wrestlers stand there. We could stand there because. Kevin was getting his back. So we got oh, to see nice. Sami Zayn walk in. We got to see Montez and Bianca walk in. Uh, and then we met actually Ali. Actually, I talked to Ali for a little bit. Uh, Mustafa I, Ali. I hate that dude. Oh, but he's Chicago. For me, it's like he's from Chicago. Yeah. He's a South Asian guy. I, I didn't really get a picture with him because he. Uh, I just took a picture of Sami walking in. For Ali, he was getting tacos. We were literally, we went across the street to the taco truck, and these poor wrestlers are there getting food from there. And he just looked really tired and his like knee. And plus, he just wrestled too in the Battle, Mo- Battle Memorial, man. Battle Royal for Memorial. Um, and I just said to him, Hey, man, I'm from Chicago originally. And I really, you know, as a South Asian, good to see you on TV. Please keep doing what you're doing. He's like, Thank you, man. Yeah. But tell him to stop complaining so much on TV. <laughs> stop bitching. That's true, though. I mean, a lot of people aren't getting in. He's get, I think I was really hoping, and maybe they're going to do it. I, I was thinking, like, given his new character, this, like, kind of Seth Rollins light, like he would get tagged up with Rollins, you know. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll um, see. But that was, that was 
Friday Night SmackDown uh, and Hall of Fame. And then night one, the next day, we roll up to SoFi, uh, first time at SoFi. Uh, you know, navigating the SoFi staff, it's, 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 they're not the easiest to like answer questions. And yeah, we, we hit a little bit of a bottleneck of people just coming in at the same time. Yeah. Um, I was also not a fan of the way the, the merchandise stores, I felt that the AT&T center, AT&T stadium, excuse me, the AT&T stadium last year had better organization with the merch lines. They were able to show what was in stock, what was not in stock. I ended up getting, uh, I did get a few shirts at, uh, crypto arena, but then most of the WrestleMania shirts I wanted, I just got online. Uh, yeah, because they were just, they were, they were like the lines were long and they weren't really telling you what shirts were out of stock. So you had yeah, to get up and right. they like waiting in line for 20 minutes. Whereas last year, AT&D Stadium had like a nice mall kiosk superstore at the stadium as well. And they were just like, oh yeah, we have this, we have this, we have this. What do you want? This, 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 and this. So I'm like, oh, I thought they had cool. a superstore this year too, no? They did, but it wasn't near, it wasn't at SoFi, it was near the crypto and for us, we weren't going oh, back to crypto. We it was were, it was off site. Wow, it was off site. You know, that's crazy. So, so we weren't. I guess if we had gone to crypto early enough, we could have done it, but we didn't have time. Yeah, because um, yeah, I remember when they came here, when they came to to the Bay Area, it was it was there. It was on. It was at the building. Yeah, and then you're but you're paying Jack. To, I feel like with shipping and all, you can probably get a cheaper thing online if if the thing is available. That's the key. Yeah, that's true. But. Uh, no, so I was happy, but like the now let's get to the card itself for night one. Yeah, uh, I, okay. So we started off with a U.S. Championship match. Actually, no, let's talk about the the set. Set was I I really thought they did a really good job, but we now we got lucky. We got we got section. We were in the two. We were we were in three hundred section. Uh, no, we were 200, 241. We were section two hundred forty one first night, and then three twenty on the second night. So we had generally good seats. <coughs> We could see the set. The set um, was so dope. Excuse me. <coughs> really good job um, with like the film, like the trailers going. The <coughs> the marquee was really good because yeah, it showed. With I, didn't, I, uh, I didn't notice it until during the matches, but like the posters were like changing. Yeah, the posters the changed. Posters in the uh, background, they were changing. Yeah, they would change Mitch Matt mid match, but they also like they had the um, like the two people that were facing off. They had their posters like front and center, and the rest of them would change sort of in between. But it was right. really cool. Uh, yeah, just the Hollywood like a film kind of scape kind of going. And then uh, if you looked up where the screens would be, they had like a film like sort of like film roll going there, and that's where the the, the video screens would be. Um, the video screens did cut out a little bit the first night and there were people in the audience yelling like we can't see because they were you know most people like look up to the monitors now for us we just look at the ring so we were okay you know but um so going back a second here uh earlier you were talking about the hall of fame and i was gonna say but i forgot i didn't watch oh smackdown i didn't watch smackdown because i was watching the roh pay-per-view supercard of honor which yeah they cannibalized they cannibalized the audience for that. I would have, I would have literally, I would have gone to both things. It just sucked that they put them at the same. It's time. weird that that Ring of Honor would be on at the same exact time. Yeah, I do, I do think that's weird. They could have done uh, Ring of Honor at like 10 p.m. Yeah, totally. They totally could have, but that would have also, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, they could have actually. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, if you have the ability to watch it, 
uh, that first match, uh, Vikingo versus Commander was incredible. It just it was so much fun. And yeah, I know also, both uh, gentlemen have had really good uh, showcases lately. Uh, they were they did they both did so good over the weekend. All the matches that they had, Commander, Vikingo, uh, Mike Bailey, Blake Christian. Uh, between like the GCW Collective and the Ring of Honor shows, man, some of these people were just all stars this weekend. It was great. Yeah, I, I, re- I really want to, you know, give my hats off to everybody. I know we're talking about WWE, but like we can give our hats off to the other promotions that ran this weekend. You know, good job to everybody. I hope everybody traveled safely and, you know, we're able to perform because, again, we're here for because of love of wrestling. We're not here to be Did like Did you see this- that injury that Dante Martin got? I did watch a little bit of the uh, uh. for the sky match. Um, um, yeah, it's nasty. Uh, how's my he friend, doing? My friend uh, asked me how it looked, and I said, "Imagine Sid, but the ankle." Right, right. Uh, any any health updates? Like, is he still in the hospital? Uh, I mean, uh, he posted a picture the next day with him, his brother, and Tony Khan. He was in good spirits, but he'll probably be out six months. At least six months. Like, I mean, that one looked like. I mean, that could be like even like like a year. Like, or that could even be. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he tore every ligament that he's ever had. Yeah, that's. He looked like he tore ligaments in his fucking arm. His ankle broke back so hard. Right. Yeah, that's. That's rough, but uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I only watched a little bit of the Ring of Honor card. Uh, what would you give that card if you had to kind of put a? You know, I was definitely happy that I watched that over SmackDown. It was a really good show. Uh, I feel like every match was really, really good. Uh, but specifically, that first match, Vikino and Commander, was just incredible. Now, is uh, Vikino going to show up more on Ring of Honor or AEW? Because I know he had that match. I, he, with, well, he's uh, a free agent. He's a AAA guy. He's a AAA mega champion. In fact, that was a mega championship match. Uh, got it. So I just feel like he's just going to show up wherever, you know, whoever books him, wherever he's paid to show up. I mean, he had a really good match with Omega, you know. Yeah, he did. He did. And then uh, Commander was on was on Dynamite this week in the main event against Sammy Guevara. Not the main event, but they had a match. It was good. One of the match, yeah. yeah um, and he was also in, if I'm not mistaken, the the ladder match on AEW, the the brass ring match. Yeah, he was. Of- yep. And he was also in the uh, the brass ring match, the DLC match at Joy Janelle Spring Break. Oh, they basically did the same. <laughs> yeah. And you watched that too, right? Absolutely, hell yeah! That match, man, that match was that, that show was incredible. The Joey Janelle. How match. much wrestling have you seen? Because I feel like you've seen all the. Dude, wrestling. I have been watching wrestling nonstop. I even watch it during my work. <laughs> I'm gonna get slow. I'm gonna get slow. So just, this, I just want to get a recap. You've seen this week. I for our listeners, we should they should know. You've seen uh, GCW. Uh, there's been like what four GCW events this weekend. Oh we my watched. gosh, there was like four a day. Four day. Then you yeah, saw there was, like, there was there was uh uh let's see the first one was California Love, and yeah. then there was uh Jimmy G- Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F, and yeah. then there was uh for the culture was at midnight, but before that was DDT Hollywood. That's four shows. That was the first. That was Thursday. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and you and then you watched four shows Friday. You know what? Actually, the the Jimmy Lloyd's uh, Degeneration F I think was on Friday during the day actually. Now that okay. I about it, but yeah, I'm just curious how many different events you've seen. Like if you had to put an under to it, counting WrestleMania, like, well, I mean, did you watch? Yeah, like over how the much weekend, probably like 15 or 20. And you've seen how many? I've seen so many. I've seen so many. Like, <laughs> you can't, I, that's probably what I've seen. Probably like 20. 
you probably seen 20 events. That's why. Yeah, based on the collective, because the collective is like uh, probably like at least 10, right? Okay. You got the WrestleMania, uh, Ring of Honor, the weekly show I saw, and I saw the uh, the pay per view, and I don't know what else, but there was a lot of stuff. It was great. So we'll say 15. You've had a hell of a weekend. Oh, NXT. Man. I saw NXT pay per view. Oh, the stand and deliver. Yeah, yeah. That one, I, I don't recommend it. It was okay, but... Uh, I watched know. a few highlights. Uh, I liked the ladder match um, and then the Gargano uh, uh, Waller. That was a good, like, just back and forth. That was like, a pretty good match, yeah. And then the ladder war, match, good, uh, ladder what's match. her face? Um, Tiffany Stratton took this terrible bump and nobody caught her. Yeah. That, From the that, ladder but... in the ring on the top of the ladder to the floor, she fell right in the middle of, like, four other women and nobody caught her. That's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's get to this card. Uh, the first match we had was uh, uh, alongside a bunch of Mega-Wish kids. Uh, we had John Cena in a losing effort against Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Uh, this match was pretty good. It ended with the cliche uh, ref bump, low blow, uh, finisher, one, two, three. And, but it was good for what it was, and John Cena definitely did his job on getting Austin Theory uh, the, the, the yeah, way. he got Austin Theory over. Austin Theory got that heel heat. I mean, we all pretty much knew. Well, that's why I was like, I didn't think it needed to be for the U.S. title. Um, there there could have been a way to, you know, make Austin Theory lose and then just face John Cena himself. But then that kills his push. So I think it's good that he comes out looking strong. Like, yeah, I beat John Cena. And it only gives him more heel heat, which is what he is yeah. right now. And and to me, John Cena yeah, doesn't need the win at all. So and part yeah. of the story that I also liked was John Cena's first WrestleMania was the U.S. title match, and potentially this is his last one, and it's for the right. you know it's kind of full circle. Um, yeah, the Make a Wish Kid thing well, that was a cool sort of entrance for me. I'd never seen John Cena live, so that was the first time I heard. Oh wow! The, the reaction that he gets, and he had one of the biggest reactions of the night. You know, whether you're a kid or an adult, whether you're you like people know him even outside of wrestling. Like when you talk about wrestling, I'm like John Cena. Oh, I know who that is because yeah. of the acting stuff he does and Peacemaker. So to me, he's he's synonymous with this brand. And he's he and that WrestleMania 20, you know, where he went up in the card first. So it's like it's kind of poetic that he it's funny. Everybody was like, Oh, he's gonna close out. Night one. He's gonna close. Out. I'm like, No, you should go first. And to me, that match wouldn't have been a good main event it wouldn't have been good in the middle it would have, it, it, it's kind of a spectacle match yeah again he's filming things right now so i had to play it safe and you know that's where credit goes to austin theory for making john cena you know look good and you know use the smoke and mirrors of playing it safe same with kevin owens last year with stone cold steve austin we have these young guys who are not only are tasked with working with their heroes they gotta like make them safe too you know they have to you know, do the certain maneuvers in a way that these older guys aren't taking the bad bumps, you know. So so good on the young guys for getting that sort of elevation. They're working with these older talents, these legend talents, and they're making them look good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, then, yeah, um, for that I've, match, heard, I've heard a lot of people in wrestling say, uh, if you're not going to be the main event, then you should be the first match. I agree with that. I, I know Jericho has talked about that. He, Jericho's talked about how certain certain matches are penciled in to steal the show you can't steal the show at certain um, only yeah, at certain. he was pissed because him and kevin owens were match three and that's like the low match apparently i think they were matched yeah i think it was either match two or three but yeah, yeah there's that thing of like first you can actually like set a tone 
you know, yeah, people are excited absolutely. for the first round. Just like, I don't just think like first... with comedy, you know, they say, you know, your strongest joke goes last and your second strongest joke is, should be first. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's also that thing of, you know, you look at a comedy lineup and, you know, your, your host, sometimes the host is doing the hardest job between the host and the headliner, you know, yeah. like, whereas the feature kind of gets, they almost have like the easy job in the sense of, you know, they get to kind of just, they're riding the energy of the host and, you know, they can try a few things. They just have to end strong for the headliner, but like, it's kind of an, you know, it's kind of the sweet spot. You know, the crowd is already warmed up. They can just do their material. But, you know, it's that thing of they, they are just writing the tone, you know. So that's the difference, whereas first means a lot more uh, than people give it credit for. And I think that's where the parallels between wrestling and comedy are there. So I really think that first, especially on a WrestleMania, is important. And, and having a good spectacle match, you can either go one of two ways in WrestleMania. You can have either a spectacle match or you can have a technical match and – in this case for night one, they chose spectacle and I think it paid off for them. Yeah. Didn't yeah. necessarily pay off for night two. Uh, we'll get to that a little later. We will. I definitely, I mean, all in all, uh, night one was enjoyable. Night two kind of drug on, uh, but yeah, night one was good. definitely the wrestling show. A lot of good changes, a lot of good storylines. Um, I mean, we'll get into it. You know, the second match was the uh, uh, showcase WrestleMania showcase, which, you know, oh, I love people, this. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people, there were people that were going, I could see the concession lines were going higher. People were going to the bathroom. And then as soon as, you know, uh, I believe it was Ivar who started going off the top rope and Chad Gable were doing some, you know, good counters between him and Ricochet doing the counters off the big men. People were running back to the seat. It was a can I didn't, I didn't leave. I was like, oh, let me see. Maybe Ricochet will do something. And as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I looked at the times. It's an eight minute, thirty eight minute, thirty second match. They did a lot. They really told a wow, good story. They did do a lot 14. in eight minutes. Yeah, you could do a lot in eight minutes. Anybody who's like, "Oh, my time got cut." I'm like, "Well, look at that match. They did a lot." I mean, when was the last time Braun Strowman goes off the top row? Like, it's insane. Yeah, definitely. A lot of cool. They 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 made the superplex look cool again. Ricochet and Oz and uh, excuse me, and Chad Gable. I thought this was a really good showing for Chad Gable. You know, Ricochet has had some WrestleMania moments. You know, if you look back on that one maneuver he did with Cesaro at WrestleMania 35, uh, and then Ricochet, you know, he's had he's had other moments, uh, you know, good good high highlight reel, like with Logan Paul or a Rumble. Uh, but for me, Chad Gable, you know, he's always been a technician. He's To me, he should have been the Kurt Angle son from that storyline, if you remember, instead of Jason Jordan. Um but yeah, I think Chad Gable had a really good showcase at WrestleMania this year. He's been a technical worker. He's a collegiate athlete, and this was a good program for him. So I thought these this fatal four way match served its purpose. Um, Absolutely, the Street Profits got a it good reaction served, too. It served a purpose to put money in their pockets, baby. Yeah, it's a payday for them. They work hard all year. Street Profits. Uh, I, I, I didn't mean the wrestlers. You remember uh, like three to six months ago, Nick Khan said. They're gonna be looking for ways to monetize the ring more. Yeah, they found it. This was an Intuit TurboTax match, and the apron said tar- TurboTax, and all the walls and the barrier around the around the ring said TurboTax. Oh, you're talking about for the yeah, that's the promotions that the four way tag, yeah, yeah, the um, yeah, there were a few matches that had the Intuit, you know, TurboTax logo. It was, no, it was both showcase matches. I it believe both win, showcase matches and the had it. showcase matches. Basically, those are just matches to sell the fucking apron. 
Yeah, and and I mean, look, WrestleMania. I mean, I'd rather have that than Mountain Dew on people's tights. Yeah, no, that's true. You're right. I mean, it didn't take anything away from the match. Um, like yeah, the Mountain Dew match away. was just silly and ridiculous. Well, the Mountain Dew match it took away from Mountain. It took away from the match. I yeah, think, a little no, bit. It did. You're right. And this um, didn't take away from the match at all. It was just like added com- um, commercialism, advertisement. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I don't I mean, it was a good way wanna... to to promote the to, to to sell the to sell the ring space, I guess. And and it's, it's selling the ring space. Um, I didn't, didn't have a problem it, with that. Yeah, they didn't do it for any important matches. Just this one, you know. And it's like these guys were just lucky to be on the show anyway, so they're <laughs> not going to care if they have the. the they're not going to care. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Rey Mysterio had the cinnamon toast crunch dancers, but to me. Yeah. There oh, you was knew who so was in the much... Cinnamon Toast Crunch outfit? But to me, no one had Cinnamon Toast Crunch on the logo. Yeah, you had yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch on a couple. I think like some LED board had it. Yeah, but it was like me, on the post or something, the ring post or something. But to me, it didn't take away from the match because the spectacle of that match was the Eddie Guerrero car, Snoop Dogg. The there, tribute. Was no, there was no uh, uh, stipulation regarding the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It was not a Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. It was just yeah. like, hey, Cinnamon it was Toast just like. Crunch. In the background, and uh, honestly, the crowd did not care about. So no one was. The, the, I think there were a few times people booed for promotion, but one of them was they would do the promo leading to the match, and then they cut to another commercial. So people were like don't cut to a commercial now. So, which I agree <laughs> with. The promo should be the thing leading. You, you see the promo, then the match starts. You know. Yeah. So I yeah. do agree with that annoyance, but no one had a problem with TurboTax. There might have been a little bit of booing for TurboTax, but not that much. Um, there were some booing. So on night two, we're jumping ahead, but like they they used the movie to promote the Hell in a Cell. I don't know if that was seen on the. Oh yeah, movie. they did. So there was a little what bit of booing for that. The it was, also used a the movie. Crow. Was it? It's a Russell Crowe movie about like Pope exorcism or something. Pope exorcism, yeah. They also uh, did some weird Sin, Sin City entrance for Becky Lynch and Lita. There are new Sin City movies. I don't know why. I don't know what Sin City has to do with anything, but uh, when they were, when Becky was coming to the ring, the screen was black and white, and there was like fake rain. Yeah, it looked like Sin City, but I don't think there's yeah. a Sin City movie coming out. I think maybe that's just the Hollywood motif that their their entrance motif. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, oh uh, NXT. Are you? I don't know how familiar you are with NXT, but the Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, character was NXT superstar Sol Ruka. She's good a, for that. She's a I don't know superstar, but good for them. I'm yeah, glad she's they're a superstar. Getting... She's a surfer. I'm glad she's getting a showcase. Hell yeah! As the same told Crunch. Uh, so the next match we had uh, Seth Rollins defeating Logan Paul. Is that what happened? Yeah, Seth Rollins defeated Logan Paul in uh, 16 minutes. They had a, they had a long match. They had uh, a long I match. The spot good... where like this guy pulls off his mask and it's K or S or KSS or. I don't know who the fuck he is. And yeah, I'm like, so well, I, I can explain truth? that. But it wasn't. And then there was a point where he was holding, at the end of the match, uh, the KSS guy was holding Seth down on the table. And yeah, Logan he's Paul a, went um, to the top rope. What's that? Yeah, he's so, so yeah. So to kind of give the, kind of give the listeners a little bit of background. So KSI, he's like an Instagrammer. I think he's like a rival of Logan Paul or he's like a friend or they box each other, but then they became friends. So within Logan Paul's world, he's like an ally, I guess. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was a good reveal. I mean, I didn't know who he was, but it was that thing of, hey, he's a dancing water bottle that Logan Paul promotes. When he was coming down with him, like, oh, that 
water bottle is going to work his way into the mat somehow. Like, you don't know what yeah, it's going to be. It's true. I thought it was going to be Jake Paul for a second. You, you know, know what? That's what my wife said, too. That was probably going to be Jake Paul. But regardless who it was, we knew they were going to get involved. So I actually liked that spot. Then first the face mask reveals that it's this KSI idiot. And I have then no you idea think that is. He's, he's a YouTuber. It doesn't matter. Yeah, or, right, exactly. Um, but, but the spot that was really up cool. Is, because uh, KSI was holding, wait, was that? I was going to say KSI gets the comeuppance. Logan Paul slams on him instead of Seth Rollins. So it was good. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good spot. <laughs> that Seth pulled KSI onto the table uh, right before Logan Paul jumped. And then right. in the replay, I was watching it, and Logan Paul wasn't even looking at the at the table. Because I'm like, well, why did he still jump then? But like in the replay, I saw it, and Logan Paul was like, he climbed to the top. He was like taunting the fans, and he just jumps. And he didn't really even stop and look. Yeah, I don't think he looked. I think he, you know, listen, he's an entertainer. He's a showman. So he understands selling and the psychology of a match very well. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of tribute to Shawn Michaels with his opening coming down off the skyhook or coming down from. Oh, know, yeah. He was, he had like a, uh, like a whatever they're called. Yeah, that was, I mean, that yeah, match very was, that people was, were that in our section. Everybody was rooting for Seth Rollins. I, I do believe Logan was the feel in this match. Yeah, he was, and I don't know if anybody in the world was was going for Logan Paul. Maybe his parents. Maybe his parents. Maybe like one, two year old. Probably a million people that were going for him because he has a million followers. Yeah, probably his like ten year old fans who like Pokemon. They probably were rooting for him. But Uh, next up, we had a six person tag. It was uh, Trish, Lita, Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Uh, Trish and Lita ended up getting the win. There was rumors that Trish was going to turn heel. Uh, she did not turn heel. Uh, it was a good match, though. I had a good time with it. What do you think? I like the legends. Um, you know, the, the showcase for Trish, Lita, because, again, I had not seen them uh, live back in the day. Uh, also, I'm trying to think. Like, I know Trish had a couple WrestleMania matches. Lita's had WrestleMania moments, but has she ever had, like, a big title match on a WrestleMania card ever? I couldn't tell you. I don't think so. So this was a really good showcase for both of them. They're both Hall of Famers. They both are well-deserved. Uh, they got their spots in, you know, and again, it's not like they're wrestling every night. So they got to do the spots they needed to. Bailey and Damage Control made them look great. It was a good showcase for everybody. Uh, Becky got the win, you know, uh, got the pin win. Bailey and Becky, you know, again, it made, to me, it's like, oh, they should have switched. Like their feud was getting over. I'm like, no, but their feud was going on for so long. WrestleMania is a good place to end the feud. You know, it's been a long feud. I think it was good they let the story go till now, and it was a good storyline. You know, you have everybody was like, "Oh, Trish is going to turn on them," and then that'll lead to Becky and Trish, and maybe down the road that'll happen. But to me, it was a feel good moment. The fans needed it. Um, there was a lot of good feel good happy moments on night one. There was, I agree, I agree. There was a lot of those on night one. Um, it was good though, and I, I'm glad that Trish didn't turn heel to tell you the truth. No, and Bailey, Bailey did. I mean, look, Bailey's a big fan of both of them. It was a good like she does. She gets to wrestle both of her legends in her in a match at WrestleMania. Like, good for her. You know, Hell yeah. exactly. Uh, in the next match, we had Rey Mysterio defeat his son Dominic in 14 minutes and 55 seconds uh, with with uh, interference by Bad Bunny. Uh, Bad Bunny didn't necessarily interfere, uh, but at the end, Dominic had a chain or something, and Bad Bunny ran in and. Pulled out from his hand, and then Raymond a lot of interference. Him. Though you had you had Judgment Day show up. You had Finn and uh, oh yeah, uh, Finn Damian and Damian showed up, up, but then 
Uh, who came Legato de Fantasma, they showed up. Like, everybody's fighting yeah. each other. LWO. And Bad Bunny, look, he was on commentary. As soon as they announced him on commentary, I'm like, oh, he's going to do something. Yeah, and he should. Too. And it's funny, he wasn't even on commentary. Oh, you didn't watch it on TV. So Bad no. Bunny never got on, never got the headset. He just sat there. Did they at least talk about him or something? No, I mean, or? they introduced him. And well, wait, were you on, you were on English a little commentary? Bit? What was that? You were on English commentary? Did you try watching the Spanish commentary? Oh, I did not watch it in Spanish. He was sitting next to the Spanish table, so maybe he was commentating. Maybe he was doing Spanish, Spanish commentary. Yeah. I mean, that, that would make Come more on, sense. Come on, Sam Medina. You got to you gotta, you gotta pay respect to your Raza and put it on you Spanish You should just have both headsets on at the same time. You got to pay respect to the Raza, Sam Medina. You got to put it on. Got to put on Spanish. <laughs> I guess I do. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it on Spanish and see if he see if he did commentary. But I don't think he did. Uh, he was just sitting there. I'm like, why do they why do they bring him out if he's going to sit there? That's so silly. Well, he, I I mean, it's they just it's funny because in the arena they ran commercials. I'm sure that it is for the Peacock. They ran commercials for Puerto Rico before the match and after the match. Yeah, they did. So I was like, okay, well, he's out here to promote the the Puerto Rico show. And it's Hollywood again. Hollywood celebrities. You need someone who's going to do something. And it was a good, he didn't need to do a destroyer or a suplex. He came out and he did what he needed to do with Dominic. I think it's going to lead to, I was saying this to a couple other people. I think this is going to, at some point, Dominic's, or either in a tag or in one on one, he's going to face Bad Money. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'll be good. Bad Money's a fan. I think maybe not Puerto Rico, but maybe at SummerSlam. Like, I think it's good that Dominic, everyone's like, oh, Dominic's going to turn back face. No, I think this is a good character for him. Let him keep being a heel and give him his own run as a heel. Give him time to grow. Yeah, exactly. Don't just keep turning him back and forth. I thought he had a really good uh, look. He's facing his dad. He knows how to work a match like that. I thought he did great as a heel. He did all the good heel spots. He was reacting to the crowd as a heel. He reacted to Ray's offense like a heel. His entrance as prison dom with the cops and everything. Oh, yeah. He came out in like this, the correctional van. Correctional van, sirens. It was a good... It was a good spec. And again, this is the first man. No, he did wrestle last year in the tag, but good mania match for him. Ray came out looking great. He had just won the Hall of Fame. I think it made sense that Ray wins because he won the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think at some point down the road, you can finish this feud. Ray can win the first two times. And Dominic's finally like, okay, one more time I face you and it's mask versus, or like hair versus mask or something or something, you know? And then Ray can lose that. I'm sure Ray will put his son over at some point. Yeah, it's true. He will. Oh, uh, the crowd, the, the crowd that was with me was really into that match. You know, the Latinos were really good. When the belt came out, when Ray was whipping his son with the belt. Oh like my a- gosh, that place was crazy. That was one of the biggest pops I've ever seen. When he spanked him, he put him over his knee. He spanked him. Yeah, I'm like, good, good move, good spot. Everybody loved it. The crowd was not- the crowd was on their feet for this match the whole time. Ray's entrance. Since, ever, uh, ever he came out with Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. It would have yeah, Snoop Dogg's. It, I, I swear that was probably one of Snoop Dogg's personal lowriders. Yes. They came out to a Snoop Dogg song, and then when they hit the curtain, uh, they played Eddie Guerrero's music. That and, was, yeah, like a lot of a really good feel good moment. Really yeah, good. They mimicked Eddie Guerrero's entrance, and then yeah. right when he got out of the car and jumped on the stage, then Booyakasha started playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three songs. I never seen anybody come up to three different songs. That was incredible. I mean, if anyone deserves it. Yeah. It's true, though. It was an incredible entrance, I'll tell you that. It was a good mix. I was telling everybody, it was a good mix of spectacle and wrestling and technical and story and psychology. You can't... Everybody's like, oh, Rey Mysterio should have gone to AEW. You could not have pulled this off on AEW. You could have only pulled this off in WrestleMania. Well, maybe at Wembley Stadium, but that's a different story. No, I don't think that. I don't think (laughs) AEW... No, I know. I'm just kidding. 
I mean, I'm saying like even like just the way it's filmed and shot. Like I watched a little bit of that match on Peacock, and I thought you can't do this. Yeah, on fucking AEW. I'm sorry. Like I'm not knocking AEW. I love AEW. I'm not trying to. This is all all about unity and weekend and promotions and different companies. But some things can't be done, and I think this match is one of them. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was fun. Uh, next up, we had what Dave Melcher says may have been the greatest women's match of all time. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeats Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown <laughs> Women's title. 23 minutes. That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, it was an okay match. I'm not really... I I, I avoid watching Charlotte. I just I, I don't like her. I can't stand her. And I, I watched this match. It was an okay match. It wasn't the greatest match of all time. I um uh, I will say it started. They had a lot to. They had a hard uh match to follow with Rhea and Charlotte, or with, excuse me, with Ray and uh, Dominic. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that you know they're whatever mommy poppy lovers or whatever, and they had to follow each other. Um, yeah, the energy was a little bit deflated for the match as it started. The energy kind of petered out, or it gets started. It was a very slow build for this match. I will say. Yeah, but that's a good way to put it. Absolutely. As it got going, it picked up. Um, they were telling a really long story with this match. Uh, I I don't think this match should have been the main event. I know Ric Flair went on his podcast today and said, oh, this should have closed out night one. Oh, no. he did? He said that? Yeah. No, it shouldn't have. It, it, it's a good match. It is. I don't know if it's the best like women's it went match. Too long. I think it. I think it could have used a little bit of trimming. I'll, I'll agree with that. But at the same time, I don't want to take anything away from the performers. I know you're not the biggest Charlotte fan. I do think Charlotte Flair is, you know, a really good athlete and a good superstar for the company. She elevates the women's division and brings things to the division that a lot of people can't do. So I think it I helps think, with that. I think she just elevates herself. To tell you the truth. You think so? You don't yeah. think she elevated Sasha? I think she made Sasha Banks. Yeah, maybe during their feud. I think she made. Ronda Rousey looked good during their feud. Yeah. Ronda wasn't doing – Ronda wasn't uh, – excuse me. Ronda wasn't, um, you know, doing the technical stuff with Charlotte. Yeah, that's true. Ronda, Ronda was never really great in the ring. To me, She's the, good now, the, but she wasn't really that good back then. That triple threat that main evented WrestleMania 35, it was, wrestle, it was, it was Becky and Charlotte elevating that. It wasn't, wasn't Ronda. Ronda wasn't there. Yeah. Ronda boxed the ending and put her shoulder up, which she wasn't supposed to. That too. I think Ronda's definitely in it for herself. Yeah, I can see that. All right, it's time for the main event. You, we had uh, KO and Sami Zayn defeating uh, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, for the yeah. WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions. And they gave them about 24 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, no, the, what they did that was right was the main events went the longest time each time. Yeah. It didn't well, have the last. Skip something. I don't think we care about that though. The Miz and Scott McAfee. Oh yeah, the cool down. Yeah, they had to do a cool down match between. They had to do a cool down match between the two. Yeah. Between uh, and again, I want to say one quick thing. Congrats to Rhea Ripley. Uh, it was the really good storyline in the way there was a really nasty bump by the way. At one point, I thought Rhea Ripley was going to get a concussion. At one point. I don't know if you noticed that bump. Oh no, I don't think I did. I was yeah, I was really nasty. attention to this match. Uh, there was there was there was blood. Uh, Charlotte was bleeding at one point too. Um, you know, good good storytelling. Maybe a tad long. You know, maybe they could have trimmed a few minutes off. But ultimately, Rhea won. Like everybody thought she would. 
She looks great. She looks strong. Charlotte kind of smiling up at her. There's a really good storyline there of Charlotte smiling as Rhea won. Oh, I did I, see that. I did see that. She looked really Again, Charlotte her. elevated Rhea. You can say that she's in it for herself. That's obviously your opinion. You're entitled to it. But in terms of this match, Charlotte made Rhea look like a million bucks. Yeah, like and she did smile at her after the match was over. I did see that. No, but I thought the match itself, like it was Charlotte, you know, elevating Rhea with this match. That's what, to me, that's what this match was. Nice. Well, she'll win it back soon. It should be an 80 time women's champion. Sure. <laughs> um, be, so, Miz Snoop Dogg came out and they did this little thing. And Miz Snoop Dogg's like, oh, I like surprises. And brought Pat McAfee and he had a three minute match with the Miz and he defeated him. And I actually thought at one point Miz and McAfee were going to have like a like a program match at Mania, and I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad it was <laughs> a little surprise. It was just a little surprise cool down, you know? It was fun. It was fun for what it was, yeah. Yeah, didn't McAfee do like some like weird thing off the top rope or something? I don't remember if he did or not, but I know that it was better than what happened the next day, so. Uh, yeah, no one got injured, thank God. Um, <laughs> again, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was playing to the crowd. Everybody loves Snoop Dogg. Miz was playing the heel part. I, I'm glad it wasn't just Miz as the host and Snoop Dogg was also. Yeah, I'm glad it was Snoop Dogg. Loyal to play off. Because we weren't expecting him and he was just there. Yeah, I think the announcement came like really late that he was going to be co-hosting. I didn't even, um, I didn't even know. I just turned, turned it on and he was there and I was like, oh, okay, he was well, there. That's a, it was cool. Pleasant yeah. surprise. And good. I mean, you need a heel. I think Miz, it gives Miz something to do, a, a good showcase yeah. for him. And Snoop uh, Dogg is so beloved, especially in L.A., and so that gives Miz extra heat, too. And Miz has been in movies and Holly. He's like, he acts like an A-list. So to me, it was a perfect pairing for host. I had no problem yeah, with that. Absolutely. Uh, tell us about that main event. Dude, pretty much from the get-go, I was I was on my feet. I remember I went to the – oh, Little Uzi Vert was the uh, – <laughs> did like oh, a mini musical guest? I must have skipped that part too. No, not 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 as a guest. Uh, before the Usos entrance, Uzi Vert starts rapping, and there are people literally running oh, to the bathroom. Yeah. I start running to the bathroom because I had to go, and then as I I'm like, oh wait, it might be the Usos. So I I really I kind of like go quickly and I come out and I look and like as soon as I walk back to the stairs to go down to our seats, Uso starts playing Uso Penitentiary. So oh, that was a good timing. Yeah, he did a little rap before the Usos came out. A little rap it was a good, yeah. I mean, good for that. I, it's funny. I learned about a little Uzi Vert because I used to monitor children's social media accounts, like a like a Facebook content moderator, and all they talked about in 2020 was little Uzi Vert. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so I can put a face to little Uzi Vert now. Great. You saw him perform live. You could tell all your little friends. I can tell all my coworkers at the old job. Like, hey, mine. guess who I just saw live this weekend? Yeah. No, not little, Sami Zayn, little Uzi Vert. Um, again, the Usos got a good reaction. A lot of people in my section, it looked like there was a lot of just Latino Simone. A lot of people of color were in my section. So Usos were people, people were still treating Usos like faces, you know, after everything, you know, like they were still rooting for the Usos. Yeah. But I knew who I wanted. I, I'm, I'm big, you know, I've been watching. Kevin Steen, El Generico days. So I'm like, yeah, they, they got to win. They have to end. This was the biggest storyline running on like a long-term platform. It had to close out night one. I'm sorry. Zane needed his moment. Owens needed his moment. Owens, we can say this. Owens got the main event two manias in a row, night ones. So good for him. Yeah, you you're know? right. He did. Uh, and then we talked about like PWG. They had the PWG gorilla on their tights. They made reference at the press conference afterwards to PWG, which is based in LA. 
They made references to the Briscoe brothers. They said we wouldn't be here without the Briscoe brothers, and we hope we did them proud tonight. Um, yeah, twenty-four-minute match. Uh, each doing each other's super finish, super kicks. They were doing super kicks to each other. One D's. I thought they might have ended on a one D, but it's fine. They did their own finishers together. A stunner followed by the Luba kick. Good way yeah. to sort of sew their their own finishers as opposed to doing a finisher on each other or the opposite finishers. I know my friend Derek was like, oh, there are too many super kicks. I'm like, well, that's what the Usos do. And they're trying to give them payback for that. Also, whenever the Usos would like turn on Zane or turn on Owens in a match, they would do a super kick. So to me, it's payback for what they did. So it fits in with the psychology of the match. You know, there was a lot of good psychology in the match. You know, go back and watch it on Peacock. You can hear them yelling at each other. You can hear Jay Uso grabbing Sammy by the face, you know, in the beard. Really good uh, intricacy of the storyline. It had, again, it had to go on. Had to. I will. I disagree with anybody that says no. It should have been Shaw Rana. No, it should have been Ray Dom. No, this was the main event for night one. Great way to celebrate tag team wrestling. Only the second time, Sam, that a tag team match has closed out of Mania. You know, the first one to do that was Mania one. Wow. And this one was for the title. Wow. This was for titles. Now, technically, if anyone wants to do their asterisk digging and record book digging, you can technically say that at Mania 2, because if you remember, WrestleMania 2 had three different cities, and there was a main event match on each of the cities, but technically the main event of Mania 2 was the L.A. Steel Cage with King Kong Bundy. Oh, yeah, and Hogan and Bundy Hogan. was the main event. So to me, that's the main event of WrestleMania 2, is King Kong yeah. Bundy and Hogan. That's, yeah. But if you were in Chicago, technically the main event for the Chicago audience was... uh uh. British Bulldogs uh, for the titles. I don't remember who they were facing. Forgive me. Um, That's interesting, too. But yeah, no, I don't care. Again, when was the last time in the modern era we say Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling? Blah, 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 blah. A tag team title match closed out Mania Night One. So we're well, doing it'll never happen again. <laughs> Yeah, it may, it maybe, maybe it won't. No, we'll see. Or maybe, maybe Triple H. Maybe that's why there's two nights of Mania. So Triple H can control one night, and Vince can control the other night. It if certainly that's what felt happened, like I can see it because night two was it not. Certainly great. felt like night one was a Triple H night for sure. Did you have the same seats for both nights? No, I was in. Uh, I was in uh, two forty one section. We were in two forty one section for night one. We were in three twenty for night two. Nice. But decent seats all around. Uh really happy with night one. Just everybody after the after the night was in good spirits and good moods. Top to bottom, a really good card. Yeah. Uh, and the and the Uber prices were insane afterwards. What we did was we walked uh about eighteen minutes to a casino nearby and killed time till two AM. And then we got the Uber. Wow. Had to do it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Definitely. Uh, night two was a pretty okay show, I guess. Uh, we'll we'll speed through this one because it wasn't as good. Uh, Brock fought Omos. He defeated him in like four minutes, five minutes. Yeah, I thought it not a good match. Uh, because not... Brock f five him, and I was like, oh, Pratik called it. Oh yeah, I like the f five part. I thought that was cool, but to me, they needed a little more. Almost should have had a little more offense, or they could have been a little more of a back and forth. Or, you know, again, I've seen Brock have really good matches with smaller guys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. AJ Styles, Finn Balor, great matches with Brock. Daniel Bryan, how can we not forget the 
Survivor Series at the Staples Center. Brock yeah. Lesnar, Daniel Bryan. Match. Even had a Amazing really good uh, SummerSlam match against CM Punk. CM Punk, I know. We've talked about that match a million times. Like, yeah, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, a great match. I thought the last man standing with Roman with the tractor, that, that was a good-ass match. Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Seth Rollins. That's a good match, too. Uh, we'll have to do a Brock Lesnar uh, episode, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'll yeah. be a short episode. And then, and then before it comes out, though, uh, it's going to get cut from the team. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was a little too rough. That episode was a little too rough in the locker room. <laughs> you know what they said? The Vikings? They told him he was too rough? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, I, I felt that Lesnar, I was. I could have gone either way. Almost could have used the win. Lesnar, it didn't really help. But I guess, you know, with Raw, where he turns on Cody, you need Lesnar to be a monster so that Cody yeah, can Yeah, you just it. need to give him momentum to go in, going into Raw. Yeah, it gives him momentum. But again, like, it was just a squash match. And to me, squashes should not kick off Mania. That That's it, where I think... It shouldn't have been first, either. It should have been the cool-down in between the Hell in a Cell and the women's title match. That's what it should have been. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Intercontinental match should have been the kickoff for this Mania. I agree. The, the Intercontinental title match was good. Uh, next up, we had the, the women's uh, triple tax tag team match. Uh, uh, felt like a deflated lead balloon match, unfortunately, which is a, not, which is a shame because I love Liv Morgan. Uh, love Raquel. I yeah, I love, love Liv. I love Shotzi. I love Chelsea. But they didn't get the showcase. Uh, they didn't get the showcase. Ronda gets to tap out on Shotzi again. Yeah, Shotzi gets the jobs out. Shotzi jobs out like to Ronda. Sorry, I don't mean to be cutting you off. I'll let you talk. Oh, um, sorry. I just said it's just like an afterthought. I do agree. It was an afterthought match. Ronda, jo- Shotzi jobbed out to Ronda at Survivor Series. Remember that match? Yeah. So again, she's jobbing out again. Like to me, this is a WrestleMania showcase. You didn't need Ronda and Shayna to be in there. It was supposed to be a showcase for people who need the showcase. Yeah, there were a couple good spots. I know Carmella did the thing off the top rope. That was cool. Chelsea Green, I think, got some offense in. That was cool. Uh, But Liv Morgan and Raquel, you know, the big face, you know, those big faces that everybody loves, those white hot faces that haven't really done. I mean, Liv had the title for a while. But, like, you could have had more back and forth between Liv Liv and Ronda since they have a history. They could have done something. It's, yeah, absolutely. And that would have been really good if those two just would have like went at it for a while. I would have liked to have seen that. So I'm a little disappointed yeah. in the pace of the match. I'm disappointed in the story of the match. Uh, I'm disappointed Ronda tapped out Shotzi again. There could have been another way to do that. You know, uh, it could have been Carmella. You know, she's a heel. You know, she could have taken that. She got the big spot with the high spot, so she could have at least taken the tap out. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, that was a. So the momentum wasn't really great. You have the squash match, and then you have this match. Didn't need to kick it off. Then finally, the crowd wakes up for the banger Intercontinental title match. Uh, I'm not surprised. Walter, uh, Gunther, I was going to call him Walter. <laughs> yeah, he's always Walter to me. No, I think Gunther had to win. Everybody was shocked that Gunther won. Yeah, no, uh, I knew he was going to win too. It's his first WrestleMania match. He's going to take the win. Yeah, you know? and he's they're building that Intercontinental streak. And fuck the honky tonk man. I like Gunther. He should he should keep that going. He should he should keep it and he should become number one of all time. Good showcase for Gunther. I thought Drew and Sheamus did a. I know a lot of people don't like Sheamus, but I thought they both did a good job making him look good. Um, I forgot I forgot what the numbers were, but I saw statistics of how many chops each person threw and how many chops each person took. It might have been 30, 30, 40 chops. I don't know. Yeah, it was a um, lot. <coughs> the, was crowd a lot. Was in the, the crowd was into the chops. There were a lot of stiff chops. 
and I love the story and the pacing of the chops. It wasn't just one person chopping. Yeah, <laughs> no, they uh, these three guys are very seasoned. They can tell a great story, and it was just, they it was told a great a story fight. through chopping through. Sti- it was a stiff ass match. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you saw the pictures of Drew and Sheamus and Walter and Gunther's back. Just beastly match. No, so I was really happy to, these, to this guy. And again, you're elevating a mid-card title like this. So great, great match. Should have kicked off the show. In my I agree. It should have kicked off night two. I do agree. One of the better intercontinental... We're going to have to do an episode about intercontinental matches because I, I, I do think this should be up there. Yep. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Oscar for the women's title. Uh, uh, that's the only thing I'm disappointed... Yeah, I mean, that? yeah. I mean, again, it was... They should, this is where Brock Lesnar... Should, Brock Lesnar should have been in between. You could have had... You yeah. could have had uh, Intercontinental kick it off, um, Lesnar, uh, and then do either the showcase. Uh, yeah, you could have done showcase, and then you could have done Hell in a Cell. Then you could have done uh, the women's side. Kind of keep it like similar to night one, but maybe they want to be unpredictable. I don't know. But to me, the pacing of this match, I mean, the crowd was kind of tired from the banger match. They could have they could have either done Hell in a Cell and then done the women's championship. I don't know. Um, but man, like yeah, the crowd was a lot of the people were leaving during this match and trying to go to the bathroom. I watched I watched the entrances, I watched half of it, then I went upstairs because I had to get food because I knew I wasn't gonna get food during the Hell in a Cell. But I came back, you know, I thought it finished. I was hoping Asuka could have gotten a win just because this is now the f- fifth mania that she has lost. Wow, yeah. Everybody's ready for Asuka these days. I think Asuka, they built her up great with the, you know, the mist. You had Muda going in, so there's history there too. Asuka needed a win. I hope that, I don't know, she stays in the main event title picture. They give her a program. They do something with her because the crowd was really in Asuka and they wanted her to win. And to me, if you just throw her down the mid card, then this was a not a worthwhile main event feuds at Mania should be used to build talent. Yeah. Uh, but Bianca, you know, had a good response. I like the entrance with the, you know, the little girl dancers. One of them had mom had just died. So that yeah, was, I uh, read about that online. That was crazy that day. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and the next was the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, uh, well, no, next was actually uh, Snoop Dogg and Shane came out again. Oh, excuse me. Yes, they had the cool down match. Uh, I was like, yeah. Snoop, why'd you do that? And Snoop was like, because I like surprises, like this one. And then Shane McMahon came out, tore a quad, apparently, doing a fucking, he hopped over him and did a quad, tore a quad. And the camera, like, would not go back to Shane. The camera stayed on the mid. Yeah, the crowd, we knew immediately because the trainer's right there. And yeah. we're like, oh, this. And then, I mean, but but good on Snoop Dogg. I'm, I'm wondering if that was going to, Snoop Dogg was going to do that maneuver with the people's elbow. He was going to punch Miz at some point now, maybe Shane was going to lose. Uh, and then Snoop Dogg was just going to do that. Maybe that was still going to happen regardless. Yeah. But I like probably. Snoop Dogg improvising that like within like seconds, he's Miz is standing there. Cause you see at one point, Miz looks at Shane. Then he like gets into like fighting stance again. And that's when Snoop Dogg just punches him. And yeah. I'm like, good on Snoop Dogg for ad libbing and being like, okay, let's take it home now. Let's go home. You know, uh, when, when Shane went down after about a minute or, you know, whatever, 30 seconds to a minute, apparently the referee yells, Snoop, people's elbow. Oh, I, do, can you hear it on the Peacock? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really notice it, but somebody said that they heard the referee yell that. So, yeah, I have to go back and see. Okay, so yeah, so maybe then it was called to him, just go into the finish now or something. Yeah, yeah. Snoop, people's elbow. 
Uh, and good for Miz. Good, good on Miz and Snoop for you know taking charge of the situation. Yeah, taking the sorry. situation and making something out of it. Yep. Sorry to Shane. I do feel bad for Shane. Um, he got a really nice because a lot of people weren't expecting him. You know, let's be honest here. He was the last person we were expecting to come. You out. know what? You know who should have had that spot? To tell you the truth, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but L.A. Knight should have had that spot. I really do think L.A. Knight. He he, or they could have had him come out. Well, because you don't want to have two heels fight each other. You could have had Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Bobby Lashley could have come out and been like, I won the Battle Royal, but where's my WrestleMania moment? And LA Knight comes out. You could have had a quick squash match there. I think yeah, that's a lot true. of people, LA Knight was getting huge reactions all day on SmackDown. He was getting chance before that. Yes, this is a nice surprise with Shane. Sure, it, but it could have been LA Knight. Yeah, I hope LA Knight gets a bigger showcase uh, for him they because really found a way to get him on the show. They could have got him on something. They really could have. Yeah. There was no reason you couldn't have done. It doesn't have to be a big technical match. It could just been like a five minute squash. Even a, even like a promo, something right. He didn't even exist that day. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's very disappointing. LA Knight couldn't have been on the show. That's probably like one of my. If I had any gripes about WrestleMania this year, there's a few, but one of them is definitely LA Knight losing or not being. Next, on the show. we had the Hell in a Cell. Uh, yes. Edge defeating the demon Finn Balor after he sliced his head open. I don't know if this is a death match or what. But I mean, it, I mean, died. it seems like Hell in a Cell is like now it's like a, it's basically a TLC match in a side of Cell. Yeah. Uh, the reaction to seeing the old school Cell, we oh, yeah, everybody that was cool, really excited. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody really cared about the promotion for the Pope's Exorcist Russell Crowe movie. To me, it was just like, oh, this guy's doing. I didn't even realize it was Russell Crowe until right before. The master, like, oh wait, that was Russell. I thought it was just some English guy doing a fucking accent intro about the cell. Everybody was really excited about the cell. I was excited to see this. This is my first Hell in Cell match live. Uh, very wild match. Edge, Edge using Slayer uh, to come up and then going into the, the Alter Bridge version. Like it was great. Everybody loved. It. Um, I know everyone was a gang growl and Christian to come out. Didn't need to. We didn't need to see them. Didn't it was not needed. needed. It was just there for the match. Uh. It does suck that the demon ba- the demon Balor now has lost twice, so there really is no like he's taken a clean loss now. He had he had the weird DQ finish last time. Yeah, so, so there's no like mystique. Well, like no, because Demon Balor was undefeated. You could have had like oh, Demon Balor is a new under- Undertaker or whatever. Yeah, you're um, right. Because now it's because if he was undefeated, if it was Demon Balor, then you're like oh shit. But you know, and now it's like he's just a regular guy, so. Who cares? He's a regular demon now. Be one, they, they should just have Finn face him if they were going to going to lose. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I don't want to take anything away from this match. It was a really good match. The the, the use of the ladders, the story really behind the chairs. Finn, Demon Balor got pinned by the two kendo sticks, and he starts wailing on him. Oh, he was, like, growling in the corner? Oh, yeah. that was crazy. Again, Finn is playing the heel role really well. I like it. Um, he is. He's a good heel. And again, the use of the concerto, it's storyline, because they took out... Uh, you know, they took out again. You had Beth Phoenix taking concertos. You had Edge taking concertos. To me, it's all storyline. It's like, no, this is done now. I'm finishing you off. I'm pretty you sure because I know Edge and Christian were doing the concerto a lot. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw the one man concerto was when Christian did it to Edge when he turned heel. Really? Yeah, I think so. So I think Christian invented the because Edge and Christian invented the concerto, but I think Christian invented the one man concerto. Yeah, I guess there's a, a lot of variations to the concerto song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the original version is they both have a chair and they both hit you with the chair. 
Nice. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, um, that was a good match. I'm sorry, I'm speeding through these here. Uh, we have the main event, Roman Reigns defeating Finish the story, Cody Rhodes in 34 Finish the minutes. story, the feel-good moment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of people don't know, or maybe some people know this, but the Cody comes out, huge pop, uh, hands his weight belt to Brody Lee Jr. That's Brody Lee, a.k.a. negative one, sitting up front. Uh, he also kisses his daughter and then goes to the ring. And again, everybody's on the edge of the seats. Now, in my section, something was really interesting happening, Sam. You know what's happening? Seth uh, Rollins like, and Becky birth? Lynch. Oh, what? somebody gave birth? No, no one gave birth. No, no, no. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were sitting in the box seats right above our section. I've seen so, that. Actually, somebody posted like on Twitter, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are in our section. So a lot of the people posted just pictures of them just section, sitting at the top. So they weren't paying attention to the, like everybody. Like I'm trying to stand up and the people are, why are you standing up? I'm like, well, people in front of me are standing up. And I'm trying to watch the match. Like I, I did wave at Seth Rollins, all, but then I'm like, I'm trying to focus on the match. Yeah. And at one point, you, you can see people are like, like Seth, and he's like, he's literally like pointing like this, like he's pointing at you, like watch the match. Yeah, right. They were there exactly. just to watch. Um, it sucks though so that, that he can't enjoy annoying. the match with the people because he's a distraction. Yeah, so it was a little annoying, but I was able to stand up, and I kind of, me and Chris, my friend, we kind of walked out of our section. We kind of stood by the like the the edge of the section so we were able to watch most of it that way but man it was it was a hell of a you know i know a lot of people are not happy with the finish you know i was not at first i was like oh cody lost okay the rock's gonna come out and then that never happened yeah, so I was bored. we never got a feel-good moment to end the show i'm like oh cody's gonna lose and the rock will come out and then the audience will be happy no yeah. no rock and no, so it was go home my buddy everybody my, my buddy chris was like oh you're sad you're disappointed i'm like no i'm more just like why the rock not coming I thought Hollywood Rock, like we're gonna get that, we're gonna get that stare down. We're gonna get yeah, something. No, nope. right. um, but I will say the match itself. Let's talk about the match itself. Not a terrible match. You no, have not at all. Good stare downs, good program, good pacing. Again, Roman knows what the hell he, he's doing. Some of his best work of his career right now. Good pacing. I, on the I match. think the same can be said for Cody. Good, good pacing for Cody. Solo played his part well. Solo getting kicked out of the arena, but then coming back, sneaking back in again. I liked the moment with the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens coming out too, so a little bit of callback from yesterday. Everybody got a little moment to shine in the main event. The Bloodline storyline got its focus in the main event. Yeah. Um, Paul Heyman fucking freaking out. Solo coming back and doing a spike at the end. It carries over that feud. I think Cody and Solo are going to keep feuding for a while, which is good. You know, I think Cody, how do you keep Cody? You don't want to, Cody to face Roman right away and lose again. So you got to keep him away from the belt. So to me, yeah. this Brock Lesnar turn and thing is like, yeah. And Brock Lesnar can play up like, listen, punk, I faced Roman and I've won the belt. You never faced me, you little shit. Like, and then, you know, yeah, it gives yeah, exactly. Cody, if anybody should get a title shot, it's me, not you, you little punk. Yeah. So, and it gives Cody, it's like, hey, you want to beat Roman? got to go through this guy this guy Roman had fought like a thousand times so it keeps the Roman story fresh too yeah. you can also have solo you can you can have a grudge you can have a grudge program with solo and Cody so to me yes I would have liked the ending to happen I know a lot of fans wanted that to happen but oh my gosh I wanted that so bad like I feel like no matter what they do no matter when Cody wins the title it's not going to have the same momentum and it's not going to have the same like it's not going to be the same you know, well, I mean, let's go back to WrestleMania 2000. Rock really, really wanted him to win that, and he didn't win. He won a backlash. Did that kill his momentum? 
No. I mean, kind of. Because <laughs> I don't yeah. remember him winning the title after that. <laughs> well, he won the title in the next pay-per-view with Austin, yeah. with help from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Did it kill his momentum? I mean, as a superstar, no, because we still talk about The Rock. But yeah, maybe we don't remember that exact moment, but doesn't matter. I think, uh, listen, Cody is over. Like, as evident by the fans, I don't think that I don't think that goes away. I mean, Sami Zayn lost at Montreal, and he was still over between the two nights. You know, I don't think this kills Sami Zayn's heel, uh, babyface push. I don't think this kills Cody Rhodes' push. Now I do want to see what happens. If he gets squashed by Lesnar in Puerto Rico in five seconds, that's not good. I so think, I think he'll happens. probably beat Lesnar, hopefully, anyway. And hopefully that, he gets momentum. And hopefully he goes back. Maybe he'll win it at SummerSlam. But I just don't think it'll be the same. I don't think it'll be the same, but at the same time, wrestling's never about like it's got to be this one moment, you know. Yeah. We didn't know. Ke- I'll go. Back, I'll, I'll give you this example, Sam. Kevin Owens won on a random fatal fatal four way and raw. Triple H hands in the title. We didn't think yep. it was gonna happen, but yep. it happened. You can't take away from anything. Chris Jericho beat Stone Cold and The Rock on a on Vengeance. We didn't know it was gonna happen. Back to back in less than forty five minutes. Back to back. So, oh, yeah. to me, I'm not, like, yeah, again, I do think night one was a better night, just top-to-bottom card. Do I think the fans need a feel-good moment for night two? Absolutely. There there could have been a way to have a happy ending. Uh, oh, but- I just think I just think Cody winning that belt would have been such the such the feel-good moment, like, like one of the biggest ones in a long time. Yes, it would have been. I think the fans really wanted it, and I think, but I do think that there's something to the story. It gives... It gives Cody, Cody more th- sympathy, and I'm not I'm not done with the story. Now I am interested to see if I don't want him. I don't want him to just get you know face a bunch of losses and get squashed in me mid card, which some people are saying, oh, he's going to be made a mid card in a couple months. I really hope that doesn't happen. So that remains to be seen. Yeah, well, I'm surprised he's not already feuding with Elias because that was my prediction that if he lost, well, he'd be in with the Elias. But, but. Uh, to me, it's still like, listen, he got to main event WrestleMania, a guy who was literally doing Stardust and doing yeah, pre-shows. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his face was everywhere. It wasn't The Rock Roman. It was Cody and and uh, Roman. Yeah. And he's a, he's the biggest star he's ever been. And hopefully he does win it maybe SummerSlam. We'll see. And also, I mean, here's, here's our thing. He's probably making a shit ton of money. Cody goes with Money in the Bank, maybe. Yeah. There's that, too. That's still a thing. Yeah, in England absolutely. at the O2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's in England. I forgot about that. It'll probably be Drew McIntyre. It could be Drew McIntyre. It could be Cody. We'll see what happens. Um, but anyways. Uh, I got to go, think, yeah, because we're on overtime. I got to get out of here. Plug your social gotta media. Go. Um, I do want to say to everybody, happy Mania week. Uh, keep enjoying wrestling. It doesn't matter what promotion you, you like. We're all just a fan of the squared circle. So have fun, oh, yeah. everybody. You can follow me at Pathy Comedy on Instagram, at Pathy Comedy on Facebook. I got a bunch of tour dates coming up. I'm going to be in Reno, Nevada soon. I'm going to be in Chicago soon. I'm going to be back in L.A. soon. Find me. Come support the show. Come support Gimmick Street Wrestling. Uh, and we're going to keep this podcast ain't going anywhere. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can follow me at Funky Sam Medina across the board. Everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. And uh, Thanks, we'll be back guys. soon. Take care, everybody. Hell yeah. Have a good one, man. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care, man.